Today on the Sleep Whisperer podcast, we break apart one of the most important pieces of your healthcare puzzle, which is the health of your gut. I'll talk to Dr. Edison DiMello, a physician and author who walks us through understanding the health of your gut using a powerful analogy to break things apart. I'll also talk to him about what he thinks about a concerning area in global healthcare today, which is the connection between antidepressants and gut health, and whether you can heal your gut while on antidepressants. First, here's my take. Gut health has been understood as the center of all health from ancient times. While it has come more into the forefront today in some integrative and functional care approaches, it still has a long way to go in mainstream medicine. For true resolution of most symptoms and conditions, it is imperative that attention of gut health is brought everywhere. You can support this initiative by asking these tough questions to your doctor and being the one to navigate the gap between doctors and patients. The more curious we are and the more questions we ask, the more we raise awareness and interest in this area. I ask you today to be the one to make that difference. My guest on episode 116, Dr. Edison DeMello, is a board-certified integrative physician and a licensed psychotherapist. He is the founder and chief medical officer of the Akasha Center in Santa Monica. He has treated patients from across the spectrum using his signature East meets West approach. He writes for a variety of publications and is a frequent guest on Integrative Medicine Podcasts. He believes physicians should always meet their patient before meeting their disease, a belief that he puts into practice every day. Dr. DeMello has written book chapters and articles for several publications and his most recent book chapter on integrative approaches to addiction for Dr. Andrew Weil's Integrative Library. His latest book, Bloated, is scheduled to be released in the fall of 2021. Join us today for that deep dive into gut health. Hey everyone, I'm Deepa, Light Functional Medicine Practitioner, Author and Yogini and you're listening to the Sleep Whisperer Podcast, the only sleep podcast with conversations and meditations. I'm on a mission to share profoundly insightful sleep conversations with global visionaries that merge together functional medicine and ancient wisdom. Breathe in bliss through weekly guided meditations and let yourself enter the land of dreams. Together, let's unravel the pieces, get to the roots and understand the right tools to transform your sleep completely. Through this podcast, I want you to dream the best version of yourself. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey. 
Dr. Jimelo, it's a pleasure to have this conversation with you. And I've done a couple of episodes already on gut health, but this was really interesting to me when I just even read the little snippet. And today, so I thought we could talk about from bloated gut to better sleep and how is that happening in the body and what was really interesting to me was your foreword which was written by Lee Daniels who's a Oscar nominated director and um, he wrote about how you actually uh, asked him whether he wanted to stay alive or did he have a death wish and then how did he go from that initial enrichment to actually ending up being this staunch believer in Dr. Edison DeMello and then writing your foreword. I'd love to hear a little bit about that journey and also mm-hmm. why the passionate interest in gut health, what got you into that specific space? Yeah. Well, first of all, Deepa, I'm deeply honored uh, to be here with you and your audience. So thank you for inviting me. Um, integrative medicine has always been my passion. Um, from you know very early on, my mother, my grandmother, Brazilian grandmother, was a medicine woman, and so even though she couldn't read, she could neither read or write. She was one of the most brilliant women I ever met. And so she taught me a lot about connecting with people, about listening to people's heart, about meeting people before you meet whatever condition they may have. So my whole practice is about meeting my patient before I meet their disease. In doing so, I I met Mr. Daniel. Lee was brought to me by one of his dear friends, who was very concerned about him. And Lee was um, very, very sick at the time. He had, and I'm not saying anything that is not publicly known because I want to respect his confidentiality, of course. So whatever I'm revealing, it thinks that he wrote himself and that it's on the on the forward. So Lee um, didn't know how to get out of this kind of hamster wheel that he was on. You know, he was, had become this pretty um, well-known uh, producer, writer, director. And yet life was happening at a pace that he couldn't keep up with because he was not feeling healthy. He was not feeling um, he, vital. He was not sleeping well. And so he came to see me. But when he came into my office, uh, um, my clinic is called the Akasha Center. So the name in of itself says a lot about the sixth element, the energy that binds everything together. So he knew a lot about what I was going to be about, and yet everything was new to him. So he was somewhat resistant to being Mm. there. Mm. And I, I wanted to meet the man behind the disease. I wanted to meet the man behind Hollywood um, celebrity. I wanted to find out who this man was and what made him tick. And so I asked him if uh, he wanted to be in my office because he looked like he didn't. And I said to him, I said, Mr. Daniels, with all due respect, it sounds like to me, or it looks like you don't want to be here. And because you you know, he was not engaging and he was not 
uh, give me the information that I needed. So I asked him, um, do you want my help? And he said, well, that's the reason I'm here. Then I said, then be here because you're not here right now. Wow. That big, mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I said, then be here so that I can meet you, so that I can find out who you are, so that I can help you. Uh, and then I asked the following question, um, are you happy with the way your life is going right now? And he said, absolutely not. And I said, would you like to be happy in your life? He said, I would like that very much. I don't think you can help me, he said. And I said, well, try me. And, uh, and that became this incredible connection where Lee became one of the most committed patients I have ever met. Um, it wasn't easy for him because as you know, in, in this country, in the US, Hollywood uh, uh, celebrities can basically snap my fingers in so many situations and get what they want. And in my case, in my practice, I didn't want that. I wanted to see Mr. Daniel just like any other man that I've encountered, any other patient. So it happened that he was, he is incredibly talented. He is incredibly well known. But I told him at the end of the day, you will die like any one of us, you will stop breathing. And so there's nothing different about you and the rest of us. What's different is that you are now at a crossroads and the crossroads is you need to make a decision where you wanna, whether you want to live or whether you want to die. It's in your, the ball is in your court. Wow. But I can tell you, Dr. Gemello, that from the few brief moments that we chatted before we actually started recording this conversation, that your warmth just permeated to my very soul. So I'm sure you did some magic with Lee as well in that first few moments. It just seems like you're... Uh, it seemed as if you were tough on him, but truly your energy radiates so much of warmth. And I know that you also have this intersection between East and West, which is my area of so much fascination, because I think that there's so much synergy between this modern functional space and ancient wisdom. And I would love to hear all about how you bring that integrative approach as well. Um, but just to get us started, you speak about uh, gut, the gut being a barometer for overall health. So what exactly do you mean by that? So if you could just make people understand why the gut becomes that barometer to point towards what's happening. This is something that you hear about. I think we all probably scoffed at our great grandparents who said that the gut is in the center of all health. And today it's really come to the forefront. But uh, if you could explain that to us in a way where it really makes sense to everybody, yes, that would be yeah, good. No, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Deepa, uh, meeting patients is all about connecting with them. It's about looking them in the eyes and saying, I see you. <laughs> I know you are there. That is true. And, and, and that's what I, that's what my belief in medicine is all about. And that was exactly my approach. This incredible man, Lee Daniels, 
uh, it was about meeting him. It's about connecting with him. And in doing so, when you connect to the people, you see your guards just relax. And when they relax, when those guards relax, you can get to the really the center of the matter. And uh, as we know, in Chinese medicine, in Ayurvedic medicine, the gut has always been the center of who we are. Um, in fact, medicine started, um, you know, some, you know, in the beginning of time with the father of medicine saying health, Hippocrates, health starts in your gut. And you've heard that from your grandparents. I've heard that from my grandparents. Um, a lot of us have heard from our grandparents. And there comes a time that we try to understand what that is. So uh, because I teach medicine, I find that the best way to explain to people the importance of the gut is to make analogies, right? So let's make an analogy here. Let's, let's make the analogy of a beehive. You know, a lot of us has not seen the inside of a gut but we've seen a beehive. Either we've seen a beehive in person or we've seen in a movie or in a show or you know, in a magazine. And what a beehive is, is thousands and thousands of bees working together for one single goal. And that goal is to produce honey. And in order to do that, they need you know, a lot of very solid um, steps, one being good food, which is pollination. The second, one, the second one being water. The third one being a good temperature. Oh. And, the fourth, and the fourth one being like a beekeeper who understands that the way to keep, to take care of the beehive is actually to work on it from a distance and leave it alone, not to poke it. I when love you, that, I love that. Right, so we look in your gut. Isn't that what our gut needs? Yes. Our gut needs good food, the pollination, our good water, and we cannot drink cold water all the time like most of us do, right? Because we need to keep the fire in your belly, as the Chinese have said, mm. for 5,000 years. I'm so if glad the... you said that. And doctor, you did say I can interrupt you, so I'm interrupting yeah, please you. Do. Please, uh, please. You know, one of the things that I tell all my clients, the first thing is to switch to warm or more hot water. And it's such a world of difference. I'm so happy to hear you say yeah. that coming from a doctor because I don't think people understand it's the concept is what's the big deal it's but I like to drink cold water so I'd yeah. love for you to actually tell us a little bit more about that I'll be glad to I'll be glad to again go into analogies right so if you imagine that you are sleeping very nicely in a cozy bed it's cold but you have your blankets on and suddenly you have to go outside in the when it's cold. What your body is gonna do, is gonna go into a little bit of a shock. It's gonna go like this, it's gonna constrict, right? Why does it constrict? Because you need to save energy. And when you constrict, you save energy, right? Now imagine your gut and your body temperature really warm, your day, and suddenly you get a big glass of cold water and you, you know, drink it down, right? What it's gonna do to your gut deeper, it's gonna constrict. It's going to constrict the vessels when that's not what the gut needs. The, good, the gut needs your vessels to be relaxed, to expand. So that blood flow, the most amazing 
antioxidant in our bodies, our blood, so that the blood can really flow easily. And in doing so, it's cleaning our gut. It's getting rid of, of all the remnants of digestion and all the elements of metabolic, the meta metabolic uh, production, metabolic synthesis that we all go through every day. So drinking water constricts your gut when in reality, cold water, drinking cold water, eating cold food, constricts your vessels when what you want is to be able to relax them. So that's why it's not good to drink cold water. Now, that's not to say that if you are in a very hot day and your body temperature is a little elevated to begin with, that having a nice glass of iced tea is it's a no-no, it's forbidden. That's not what I'm saying. Yes, once in a while you're at a beach, you're at a party, you're celebrating something with friends when it's hot outside or inside a, a house, of course have that cold glass of, of, uh, of water or whatever drinking, whatever you're drinking. But as a rule and every day, it's always best to drink water at room temperature. And in the morning, one of the best things you can do for yourself is drink a little warm water with a few drops of lemon that will clear, that really clear the metabolic waste that your body has been dealing with throughout the night. Your body, your body may go, your mind may go to sleep. Your body never goes to sleep. The metabolism slows down, but it's still working to get you ready for the next day. So waking up and really taking care of the gut by keeping it warm is one of the best things you can do. And I think what I really appreciated, Dr. DeMello, is because you said, I'm not saying don't drink cool water ever, enjoy the iced tea occasionally when it's cool, when it's hot outside. And you're just telling us to listen to our body, be more in tune with our connection to nature and being in synergy with the seasons. And I think that's also the core of all healing. And that was beautiful. But I know you did also talk about the beehive and the right temperature. So I would love to hear about that as well. Exactly. So we tend, um, here in the West, we tend to eat our foods raw sometimes, which is not a bad thing in some situations, but not really in connection with your body temperature. What's the temperature inside? Just like a beehive right? A beehive cannot produce what it needs to produce when it's freezing outside. It's not going to work, right? And so the idea, as you said, is find a connection, a place in your body that it knows what it needs. Your body knows. Your body has a language. It talks to you all the time. It's called symptoms. That's the way that the body has to communicate with you. It's kind of like waving a little white flag and say, hey, I'm here. Can you listen to me? I right? love it. And so you're also saying don't look at symptoms as something that has to weigh you down or frustrate you. Listen with curiosity. That's what I'm hearing from you. And that's, that's a, a world of difference. That's a beautiful way to paraphrase it, Deepa. Yes, be curious. Be curious of what your body is trying to communicate with you. And I tell you something else before your next question. 
there's a, there, there comes a time in everyone's lives where you become the parent to your body, right? Uh, for a long time, our parents are taking care of us, protecting mm. us from being hit by a car, hitting, you know, um, hitting the food for us, make sure the food is warm, um, giving us water, feeding us. But then there's a time where you do, you have to do that all for yourself. You have, you have to feed yourself, put yourself to sleep, protect yourself from being hit by a car, make sure that you eat well. So in essence, you become your body's parent, the parent to your body. The question is, are you being a good mom or are you being a good dad to your body? Are you listening to what oh, it's saying? Oh, I love it. I feel goosebumps with all your analogies. And I think I can so see a Brazilian grandmother's energy somewhere pushing a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My grandmother was, it, it was the most amazing woman because through her, I saw the world you know, in, in, in a very different way. I saw what she saw through her lenses. And of course she had had many years ahead of me. So her experience was amazing. She was a source of information beyond limit. And so what I want to instill upon my patients is the ability to understand, like you said so beautifully, Deepa, that a feeling, a symptom requires curiosity before you can let go of it. What is my body telling you? For those of us who have children or who take care of children or have taken a children, it's the same thing. When a child cannot communicate and yet is communicate with you by crying, for example, our job is to be curious about what she's trying to tell us. Is she hungry? Is she, does she need to go to bed? Does she have a strange anxiety? Why is she start crying? We are curious, right? How about being curious the same way towards our symptoms? Mm, that's beautiful. And uh, I know you, the analogy of the beehive was really, I mean, that just stays in my mind because it makes so much sense when talking about the gut. Uh, but I would like, before we actually go into further aspects of how do we support recovery from any challenges that we have or just how to support good gut health, I'd love to talk about how our gut health and sleep intertwine. So what, which one is influencing the other and uh, just talk us through that intersection. A beautiful question again. So there's something called, that I described in my book, um, called bloated, um, the gut-brain axis, right? So there's a, there's a highway of information between your brain and your gut. So the brain gives the message to the gut, and the gut then performs the, the, the task that the brain is asking to. For example, oh, I'm hungry right? Because the brain needs glucose, so sends a signal to the, to the gut that says, prepare for landing, <laughs> right? So the gut will start preparing all the process that it needs to for metabolism. Yes. So the gut holds a lot of information in terms of hormone metabolism, right? We may release hormones from our ovaries, from our prostates, right? From our pancreas, 
from a variety of glands in our body. We are glandular beings, including the sleep hormone called melatonin. We, we are glandular beings. Everything about us is hormonal, which means that there's a gland that releases hormones. Even though those glands release their hormones, they need to be metabolized in the gut. They need to be activated in the gut, sort of like a key and the lock. If you have seen a key and, and the lock working together, then you've seen the, the, the power of the gut. The gut has the, uh, the lock and the hormones are the key. So they come together and in order for them to have a, to exert a reaction, they need to do this. And so now there's a reaction, right? So what the gut is the part of your body that processes things, that processes hormone, that processes your food to be eliminated, that processes, um, you know, um, the things that your body needs, the digestive enzymes that they need to be able to break down your food. And so when your gut is out of whack, when your gut, when your gut is out of balance, you don't sleep because several things are going on. First, your hormone is out, is off. The, the, the lock and the key are not working. Second, your, get, your gastrointestinal juices are up because you're not sleeping. So the body says, well, we have to eat to stay operating. Mm. So now, you're, now your body is like, okay, the, the juices are up, the juices of metabolism, right, is out. And the other thing that it does that when you're not sleeping is it keeps you busy. It keeps you questioning Anxious. why you're not sleeping. Anxious. Anxious. Which then it increases a hormone called cortisol, which is cortisol depresses melatonin even further. Mm. So now there is feedback loop, this feedback loop, uh, excuse me, feedback loop happening all over the place. The gut, the brain tells the gut to process the hormones. The gut can't because it's inflamed. The beehive is not working well. Your bacteria is out of balance. And now you're anxious because you can't sleep. So you wanna eat. So your brain says, okay, go to the refrigerator. And now you're worried that in the morning you won't be able to work or to be productive because you haven't slept. So now anxiety kicks in, your cortisol goes up, which further depresses your sleep. So that's the connection. And Dr. Dimelo, on that note, I do want to take a little detour because lately, almost every person who comes to see me, um, and there have been even health practitioners who come as clients to see me who have been on antidepressants for a decade. So uh, could you speak a little bit about how antidepressants, whether it's SSRI, benzodiazepines, how do they impact our gut health? And uh, how, because there's such a large number of people today on antidepressants, so what can they do? Does that mean they need to wean off or does that mean they need to do something extra to support their gut health? I hope you don't mind me asking you this, but I think it's a pressing, concerning issue today. And I would love to just go a little bit into that. I, I think it's a wonderful question and I'm happy that you asked. Um, I think the first thing that I would say to people, being that I was a practicing uh, psychotherapist for a number of years before going to medical oh, school. Oh, very nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, I practiced for about 12 years and then I went into medical school. So I know about what you're talking about, about depression. There's really only one kind of depression that requires ongoing medication. And that's when there's a chemical imbalance. If there's a chemical imbalance, uh, uh, we in the mental health field, those of us who are, or those of us who have been in the mental health field, must attend to the fact that the body is a chemical experiment. And sometimes the chemistry in the body is off. So if you take that principle, oh, we are a chemical experiment, a divine chemical experiment, and sometimes the experiment goes a little off for some of us, which leads into depression. So there's genetic depression, there's uh, depression that comes from certain mutations in your DNA. And there's, there are depressions that are really chemical in nature. Those, I believe, need to be carefully assessed and supported. Yes. So that's one thing. Um, we don't want, we, in this country, in the U.S., we have a high, a high number of suicides every yes. year, yes. including teenagers. And so I don't want to minimize that if you would only work on your gut, your depression would go away. Um, I, I'm afraid that I would be giving people false hopes. They need to be evaluated by a, health, a licensed healthcare professional who is an expert in depression to see, is it circumstantial depression or is it a chemical induced depression? Circumstantial means it's due to a circumstance. We lost somebody that we love. We broke up a relationship. We lost a job. Um, our child is sick. So there are circumstances in life, um, we are unhappy in general, they can lead to depression. In those cases, what I've seen happen is that a lot of those, a lot of people in those situations have uh, what we refer to in gastrointestinal medicine as dysbiosis, meaning an imbalance of bacteria. As you know, in your body, in your microbiome, in your beehive, mm. you have the good bacteria and you have the bad bacteria. The good bacteria is essential for living. For those of us who like a glass of wine, let's say thank you to bacteria, right? For helping us have a glass of wine because together with grape, this is what we have. For those of us who like eating cheese, the same thing. And for those of us who like fermented food, we could not have fermented food without bacteria. So bacteria can be your friend. Bacteria is, is in your skin to protect some parts of our skin. Bacteria is everywhere in our body as a co-host of life. In fact, in some situations, um, you can be, we are more bacterial than we are human. Right, you've heard I that. love that. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a book written by a British uh, scientist whose name I forget, so I apologize. And she wrote a book called 10% Human, which of course, she didn't believe that we are only 10% human, but she wanted to make an impact. What she's talking about is the fact that our human cells are 10 times bigger than microbial cells. So in that regard, we have 10 times the amount of microbial cells than we have our human cells. So that's the point we're trying to make. In reality, when you do research, we are more like 60, 40, 50, 50 in terms of bacterial 
versus human cells. So bacteria can be your friend, bacteria can also be your foe, right? Bacteria can help, can give you wine, bacteria can give you pneumonia, which can kill you. That's true. So what's the secret? Like in everything in life, including sleep, it's balance. It's balancing the good and the Harmony. bad bacteria. Harmony. That's right. Mm. Harmony in your gut. And how do we do that? We do that by listening to what our body needs. Do we really need to have the amount of sugar that we drink, that we eat every day? Do we really need to eat on the go? In the US, I believe we are one of the only countries in the world where we have drive-through fast food. People can eat, don't even have to get out of the cars to go buy food, which means that they don't have to stop driving to eat their food. And so food and sitting down to eat uh, has lost its kind of sacredness to it, where you sit and you pay, you play uh, gratitude to the food in front of you, to everything that allowed the food to come to come to you. That's to true. be at your table, right? So, in talking about this this gut health that you're talking about, the the fact that most of us have the depression that is circumstantial. What what happens is that not only you're having life being tough on you. Now you have the bacteria in your gut being balanced, which then indirectly, or actually very directly, directly influence the release of serotonin, which is your good, your feel-good hormone. In fact, serotonin, about 80% of it is both produced and metabolized in your gut. Mm. So when a patient comes to me and says, uh, my life is okay, but I, I feel depressed. I feel I lost vitality. I love, I lost interest in life. And I say to them, after saying, well, that must be really hard, you know, to not have the life that you want to live. Tell me about your gut. Because right there, there may be an answer. Not the only answer, but part yes. of the answer in there. Yes. Because I want to know how the, their gut is metabolizing serotonin. And so then you're saying that when you say it's not just this or that, so then what you're saying is that even if someone needed to be on antidepressants, that you can still do so much to support gut health in spite of being on medication. And that's exactly. important. So I think the integrative approach is the key. Um, that's what I'm hearing from you. So I would love for us to, I know we don't have much time, but I would love to talk a little bit about actually ways that we can, I know you went into a lot of it right at the start, for example, how important temperature is and how our water temperature makes this world of difference. But what else can we actually do which show our gut that we care and love and that we are the loving mommy to our gut? I love that you, you use that expression. Um, um, Deepa, love mommy, a loving, loving papa to our bodies. Um, yes, there's a lot that we can do. There's, we could talk for two, 20 hours about this. I would start by, uh, by asking our audience to do an inventory of their lives and to say, am I happy? 
am I, am I connected to myself? Do I like the person looking back at me at the mirror? That's the first question. And that's a courageous question because most of us will not go there and ask that question. So it takes a lot of courage to say, let me do a self inventory. You know, we can talk about us being bloated, our, you know, not being our beehive, being off, our hormones being off, us not sleeping. It's easier to talk about a cause external to us than to look inside ourselves and say, let me be curious to why is this happening right now? Why am I not sleeping? And why am I not sleeping right now? So that's the first question. I refer to it as self, doing a self inventory. Then the second question, the second thing is, remember what in the beginning we talk about Hippocrates, uh, health start in your, starts in your gut. There was also another quote that says, you are what you eat. Yes. And it's correct. Mm. You are where you eat. In the book I added, and what you've been fed, right? So how are you eating your food? What kind of food are you eating? There's a movie that I remember years ago, Deep, I don't know if you've seen called Like Water for Chocolate. And oh, it was no. this, it's, I highly recommend. Oh. It's this incredible movie where it's, uh, there's a lot going on in the movie and there's some sadness that, um, that is happening, but there's also a lot of love and that love is being expressed in the way this woman is cooking the food. She's cooking the food and she's, you know, she's stirring the food and she's pouring love into it. Oh, I love and so, it. And that's the chocolate. And so when people bought her chocolate, they couldn't believe how good it was. It was the best chocolate in the world. But it was, was it the chocolate or was the love infused and, in the chocolate? And I think, Dr. DeMello, this is there in Eastern tradition where, you know, that we've got this saying that if, if the cook is angry, then without realizing he puts a lot of chili into the food. If he's yeah. having a lot of desires, then the food will be very salty. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of these interconnections that is spoken about in terms of when you end up. So there is the belief that the whoever's cooking the food transfers all their present energy and emotions into the food as it's being cooked. Uh, and so this is what you're saying. Exactly. And you may not have experienced a, a love infused chocolate. Uh, as in the movie, but most of us has experienced coming to the room where people are fighting or there is angry energy. We come into the room and we don't know what's happening, but we know something is off. Yes. The energy feels, right? The energy yes. feels off. It doesn't feel integrated. Your body doesn't feel safe or doesn't feel there. So energy is who we are. We are thousands and thousands of atoms coming together and creating this thing, this suit called the human body. But it's atomic energy, it's atoms. And so when you talk about what I can do, what one can do to, to fix your gut, knowing that the gut in so many Eastern tradition is the heart of the matter. In the beginning of medicine, we refer to it as the heart of the matter. You are what you eat, health starts in your gut. If we take that principle, 
then how about before, as part of the treatment for the gut, giving it love? How about appreciating what it does? Deeper eating is one of the most taxing things that your body does for you every day. You have 30 feet of gut inside of you, 30 feet. And it looks like a telephone cord, some of it, it's so tiny. How in the world can food travel from once you take a bite, go down your esophagus, your stomach, your and travel all the way during all these metabolic processes, then all the way to your large colon so that it can do its job so then you can eliminate. That job must be appreciated. That job must be understood by us to say, God, you've been working really hard. Let me give you some love. And then what are you eating? How much are you eating? You know, most of us overeat or some of us undereat. Are you one of those? Are you undereating or are you overeating? No. Right? I listen to my body. If I feel I need a break today and I just want to skip the morning meal and give my intestine a little rest, then I listen to it. So I just don't eat when I feel that. When I feel that I need a little more calories today for some reason, then I listen to that. Um, and I think my husband says I'm obsessed with listening to my body and following the cues. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't know you much yet, but I can see in your beautiful smile that you're very connected. And you are connected because a, a prerequisite to connection is to listen. Yes. You know, we tend to talk more and listen less. How about listening more and talking less? I, I think we right? all need to do that. <laughs> we need to listen. So when you listen, as you said in the beginning, which I loved when you paraphrased, uh, one of the things that I said, you said, oh, you're asking, you're proposing that we be curious. Yes, the body is all about, you know, processes that it's creating every day. And when you create a process, sometimes the process, um, one day it's, it goes one way, the next day it goes the next, the other way. It doesn't mean that it's bad. All it means is that you need to listen and ask it, what do you need, buddy? What do you need from me, from your mama? Tell me. So listening is a prerequisite. We talked about not eating overly hot or overly cold food. How do you cleanse your body? Every machine needs to be cleansed. We cleanse our dishwashers. We cleanse our refrigerator. We cleanse our cars. How do you cleanse your body? It's a machine with divine you know, um, intervention for those of us who believe in that. But nevertheless, it's a machine. So cleansing. It either be uh, through um, intermittent fasting or taking a cleansed juice for three days where you're not starving, but you're But cleansing. I'd love to talk about a cleansed juice, which might be gentle and safe for us. Could you share yeah. something with us? Sure, sure. First of all, before you juice, you need to make sure that you understand whatever medical condition you may have, right? So... For those of us in the, for those of you in the audience who have diabetes, for example, juicing may not be the best thing for you. So discuss that with your doctor. For those of us who have diabetes, intermittent fasting may not be the best thing for you. 
people dealing with other chronic conditions, you know, you need to take a step, take a step back and say, can I speak with somebody who I trust to guide me through this? And if it's not going to be your doctor, um, because she may not be interested in that, find somebody who is. And I think that's that so important, Dr. Dimelo, because juicing is very popular and it is a fad today. And sometimes it does impact people. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It must be mentioned. And some of my patients say to me, well, I came to you because my doctor didn't believe in that. And I said, but you liked the doctor. Oh, I liked everything about her. I said, so you can still have a primary care doctor who you love, who you connected with, that it's not going to be able to guide you in this integrative approach. Then you find a consultant that can be your consultant to that. And then you ask those questions. So That's... I do not recommend juicing or intermittent fasting for anybody who do not know precisely what the medical history is and without medical kind of like advice. Assuming that you don't have a medical condition, then the best thing about, about giving your body a break is actually intermittent fasting, right? So you do intermittent fasting. We can talk about that some other time. And then second to intermittent fasting, juicing is very important. But make sure that the juicing that you're doing is with um, vegetables and fruits that have particular substances that are important to you. For example, apples have pectins, right? So apple is a very good um, fruit for people who have gastrointestinal symptoms. Assume that they don't have SIBO, for example, but especially green apples. So I would say a green apple in, in your blender. Ginger, it's an incredible herb. I love ginger. ginger. It's Me my too. star. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So adding fresh ginger, always fresh, never processed. Add a little bit of fresh ginger in there, right? Now, pineapple is one of the most amazing fruits that there is because it has a substance called bromelain that can really help your body digest, that helps your body um, starve off some even parasites. So the way to do that is most of us get rid of the, the once you cut the pineapple, the waste we throw in the trash. Don't do that. That is rich in, in bromelain and other substances. Get the peel that you just got from the pineapple, enjoy the pineapple, get that peel, put in a boiling, put in a, in a big pot of hot water, let it boil, once it boils, sim it for 20 minutes, let it cool, and now you have incredible watermelon water that you can use as either a hot tea or to put in to put, to add to your oh, uh, cleansing so juice. Interesting, and of course, we also love the fact that you don't waste. You're using every no, part of the fruit. No, That's lovely. This no. is the first time I've heard about this. Oh yeah, pineapple is amazing, and I sometimes I see the waste that people make, and I go, "Why are you wasting the best part?" So the pineapple fruit itself, of course, has all of that, including the fiber, which is really important to you. But why waste this other part, the external part, which has all of that as well, when you can just boil it in a big you know, pot of water, hot water, simmer it again for 20 minutes. Then I love using that as my 
morning tea sometime. And then I make it a little hot, you know, add a little hot water, so warm water, or when it's hot, then use it in iced tea once in a while, right? So doing that, um, I also love uh, coconut. Coconut is so, so incredible because it has all a, a bunch of minerals that it's really important for your body. So sometimes I tell people, add a couple of slices of coconut to the juice, you know? So we're talking, now nice. we're talking, yeah. And then um, I also adding strawberries, that are organic and blueberries, all the berries are the most amazing antioxidants. And the blueberries are better if they're either fresh, right, right after you pick them from, from their bush, or if they're frozen. Yes. Because the, lo the longer they sit, the more they lose its antioxidant uh, uh, benefits. So I tell people, freeze them or buy organic and frozen. It must be organic if it's possible because of pesticide. So now you have this cleansing juice. And in fact, and Dr. DiMello, without the berries, your juice sounds like a virgin pina colada with the pineapples <laughs> and the coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> You're tempting me to add a little bit of tequila to it. <laughs> and, and to the audience, a little bit of, of, of tequila in that juice once in a while is perfectly okay. If your body says yes. Remember, yes. you have two systems that you need to check in before you eat anything. One is your gut. The other one is your mind and your eyes because you, have, you may have an eye that goes straight into your palate and you start salivating like Pavlov dogs. Oh my God, I want that food. But the gut may say, Deepa, that's not good for you. And so which one are you going to listen to, right? That is true. I know we are out of time, Dr. Rimello, because our conversation was so interesting that I just went on and on. So I would like us to wrap it up for today. I know your book, Bloated, is will be out. And where can people actually find you or buy the book? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. The book's called Bloated. How to, um, how to reclaim your life, your gut health, and eat without pain. So if you say bloated, we have a website called uh, bloatedbook.com. So bloatedbook.com. It's also on Amazon. If you go to bloated book by Edison DeMello, and it's DeMello, D-E space M-E-L-L-O, you're going to find it. Um, you can also go to Akasha Center. And Akasha is A-K-A-S-H-A, akashacenter.com. And lastly, when I wrote the book, I also created a program to go along with the book. Because one thing is to write a book. Here's the book. The book that says, do this, this, and that. And then the other thing is to provide people with guidance. So there is a program for those people who are interested in knowing more about how to reboot their gut health, it's called the resetprogram.com. So akashareset.com. So you add the name of the clinic, Akasha, the word reset.com, and it gives you all the information that will allow you to make a decision if this is the right program for you. And I think, Dr. DeMello, the fact that you 
gave so much warmth and love in this short conversation. I can't wait to see what's in your book. Uh, but I can't let you go because we've got a show mantra which we have all our guests complete. So I'd like you to complete the sentence which starts, if sleep is the new medicine, then how would you complete that? If sleep is the new medicine, then is that what you mean? Then then listen to what your body needs in order for you to be able to sleep soundly. If you listen, it will tell you. I love it, Dr. Rimelo. Thank you for the honor of having the conversation with you. If you have any final words to share in terms of gut health, please share and leave us with some parting pearls of your wisdom. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do. I think the gut is an incredible, incredible organ that it has deep emotional connection. Um, in medicine, it, when you go into the evolution of medicine, the gut is believed to be one of the oldest organs, meaning one of the first to be developed in life. And so as such, it carries a lot of information, good information, and sometimes information of trauma, information of sadness, information of a lot of um, challenging times in our lives. I want to encourage you to celebrate both. Celebrate the good things that your gut can show you and also celebrate or embrace the fact that it has allowed you to live through some trauma. And in doing that, then you have this complete view of understanding that what has made you who you are is the sum of all parts, including your gut challenges in the past. And the question is, are you ready to listen to what he has to tell you now? Thank you, Dr. DeMello. And I can't wait to get your book and read it from start to finish and just get that warmth that warm energy of you from the book itself. It will be a pl my pleasure and I hope to be invited again soon to sit with yes. you again because I really, really, really have Absolutely. enjoyed your questions, um, how you integrate the pieces that I've discussed and the connection. So thank you for having me. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. This is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help on your health journey, do seek out a medical practitioner. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your doctor or otherwise qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice as a substitute for medical counseling or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. Be sure to always work directly with a qualified health practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle. 
that may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding. If you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com.